0: hello and welcome to fdt tv uh, i am michael i'm joined as always by the very uh, very lovely looking uh, mr ian barker um we are the premier premier league pompous proudest football podcast um a lot of, of alliteration yeah. there, and i think um Ian, you dropped out there. Yeah, I was gonna say you've um you've frozen on my screen as well. But you're back. You are back now, I hope. Um yes, so we're back, another week of football. Um, a lot of stuff has happened over the weekend. Some good, <laughs> some bad. Um obviously, Ian myself, West Ham and Arsenal fans, um but, but we like to talk about everything football. Um, Ian, how was your uh, your weekend?
1: Uh okay taken up by lots of people asking me what did I think of Gary Lineker um to being very shocked with my answer but I'm sure we'll get into that at some point um yeah no it's all right footballing wise another point not enough with everyone else fighting down at the bottom but it's uh points better than nothing
0: and David Moyes is still in charge
1: and David Moyes is still in charge (laughs)
0: Yeah, we'll um, we'll definitely come on to uh, to that a little bit later on as well. Um, but you very um, it was kind of a nice little segue into the uh, the first topic of today. Um, so <laughs> for those of you that do enjoy watching football and enjoy watching your football focuses, your match of the days, you would have noticed something very different this weekend in the fact that there was kind of like a mass walkout um, from all of the staff that uh, do present or do presenting on uh, on the BBC. Over a a row uh, about comments that you're allowed to put on Twitter. So Gary uh, Gary Neville, Gary Lineker, the other Gary, um, I'd say the more respected Gary, has um, put something on Twitter that kind of likened to um, the the way that the government is currently running is it kind of like 1930s Nazi Germany, which I think a lot of people were um, a little bit outraged about. and there were calls for, for Gary Lineker to be sacked or suspended or whatever. Um, and I think that plan significantly backfired when, uh, as I said, a lot of or all of the staff decided that they wanted to go on a mass hiatus with, uh, with Gary Lineker in solidarity. Um, so it all started off with Gary Lineker saying he had to, uh, to step back from match of the day, swiftly followed by Ian Wright followed by Alan Shearer and then a whole host of people um, saying that they uh, they wanted to stand in solidarity with, uh, with Gary Lineker. And the comments seem to be um, that whilst you're working for the BBC, you had to remain impartial. Now, I, I kind of take issue with this, um, not the fact that you have to be impartial, but... Um, because I think with nowadays with the likes of social media it does give every person I was gonna use a different word there. Uh, every person a voice a bit to be able to um, voice their opinions on literally anything. Um, obviously you can get pulled up and reported to uh, to the Twitter police. Um, but I think for I, 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 I was trying to rack my brains as to why, People wouldn't be able to make certain comments, um, mm-hmm. and uh, again, I, th- I think it was uh, it was my wife that actually said it to me that um, for someone in a, a a position such as Gary Linaco, where they've got a massive following on social media, uh, you could be seen to kind of like steer um, oh, yeah. people's uh, opinions or. You could outrage them if their opinions are completely opposite to uh, to what you um, what you believe in. Mm-hmm. Now, I I get that being a person in such a privileged position, it would be easier for you not to make these sorts of comments. But if Mister Average Joe blogs from down the road can say a lot nastier things as we have seen um, from previous incidences, i.e. surrounding the World Cup and Bukayo Saka, and the mass amount of homophobic racial abuse that seems to be fired around nowadays. Why is it that this person can't say what they feel about um, their opinions on a, a, a certain subject?
1: Okay, so... I can try and answer some of them. So the BBC is obviously a government-owned broadcasting thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, A TV licence, you don't get any adverts, that's that's part of it, but it it, it, is British propaganda at the end of the day. It it seems to be impartial. Um, I don't believe it necessarily is always. I think there's some subliminal in there at some points. Mm -hmm. Um, But... You are right, there are people who say worse, but Gary Lineker is paid £1.2 million a year not to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that's my view on it. You're paid handsomely to work once a week to do a show that anyone would give their left arm to present, and you're paid handsomely for it. If you can't keep your, sh- your, your stupidity to yourself, then maybe you aren't the right person to do it. Now, cast your mind back to the World Cup, Gary Lineker was very vocal on that, and they 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 warned him about that as well. So this is not a first time thing. This is this is something that he's he's doing now doing regularly. Saying, "Well, we need to be doing this. We need to be doing that." Well, actually, as the position you're in, you're paid to not do that. You want to step back from that position. You say what you like, have whatever voice you like. You're more than entitled to do that. That is free speech. But actually, while you're working for us, this is this is what we we would expect from you in terms of your conduct. Now. There's a few things with it. I don't blame Sheeran Wright for walking away with him, same as I didn't blame Hammond and May for walking away with Clarkson. Mm -hmm. Come as a free take it or leave it. Uh, The other people who walked out, I just wouldn't have them back because actually nobody gives a fuck about them. I'm not being (laughs) funny. Nobody cares about Dion Dublin. Do you know what I mean? Um, Or Jermaine Defoe. No one cares. Um, it's it's one of those things that, that they're going to bring it back or bring him back which I think is strange um, considering how hotly they, they were with it um, or with acting on it um, the bit that gets me with him is is the comments he made liking the government to 1930s Nazi Germany now this is to do with immigration, I don't want to go about it, on about it too much but as far as I'm aware, we haven't, or the government, and as a country, we haven't committed mass genocide in taking people from their homes to kill them, which is what essentially is saying. Now, what the government have done is passed a law to say, if you're coming in illegally to seek asylum and you can't prove who you are, you can't seek asylum. You have to tell us who you are and where you've come from. I don't think that's unreasonable, but Gary Lineker, who lives in his, his multi-million pound mansion, isn't dealing with some of the things that people are up and down the country, with people being put up in hotels that no one knows who they are, they're not accountable, they don't speak English, and they're struggling to settle in, and they're causing all sorts of other problems. I'm not saying that they, that's just the cause of the problem, but but we're funding to keep those people until such point, either they abscond and disappear or we house them properly. I don't see what that has to do with Germany in the 1930s. Hmm. And it's just, I feel like he's used his base to try and make something out of nothing uh, because he doesn't agree with it. But he, he, he needs to be re-educated about what the Germans did in the 30s, um, because clearly he hasn't got any understanding for the groups of people that were persecuted within that time compared to now. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no similarities in it at all, apart from, oh, someone's bombing their house. Yeah, okay, that's probably not good. I, I agree with him there, but that's not what he said. Um, so, I, I just feel like it, it not being the first first time they've said to him. You can't do that. And the fact that there was 500,000 more people watch matches the day than there is normally last uh, at the weekend. Get rid of him and the other two with their, their huge bill. Get rid of the others with their huge bill. Bring people in at half the price. Lower the price of a TV license. I'm sure no one will miss him.
0: Well, if anyone from the uh, the BBC is watching, obviously we are kind of... Um...
1: I was going to ping him an email, to be fair. <laughs> so i half the price. I will do four times a week,
0: if you like. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, uh, my uh, my Twitter. I, to be honest, I did see a, a load of um, load of people offering their uh, services to the BBC. But I think, to be honest, you ain't going to get this level of uh, laddie bants or, um, or or commitment to the cause. I think from from anyone else other than me and you. So anyone from the BBC, if you do want a cut price, Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer um we we're, we're available um i wouldn't necessarily say go purely based on this podcast because we have a whole back catalogue if you want to del- d- delve into <laughs> our, our archives go and check out some of our previous videos you can see how funny there's we some are of,
1: some of them <laughs> not, not yeah, all of them yeah don't uh, watch the early <laughs> Yeah, there's, well, there's some where it's, it's a bit tasty, then just turn it off because. <laughs> but again, we do a show based on this on opinion. We can have an opinion, we have free speech. We're not paid £1.2 million not to say controversial things.
0: This is true. This is true. You
1: pay me £1.2 million. I won't say anything <laughs> controversial. <ever again.
0: laughs> I, I still not, don't think not, you not, could do it.
1: I'll do that for a one off payment, not yearly for five years. It's...
0: Um. Okay, well, yeah. it's it's funny well, you mentioned. I, want I was just going to say, it's funny you mentioned the uh, the the Qatari World Cup because I I I have read from from some sources that the the whole um, rant that he went, up, oh, I say rant, that the the speech he gave at the start of the World Cup, i I'd, I'd heard it was kind of like encouraged by the BBC. Um, I didn't actually realise that it was one of these ones where. You weren't allowed I to think, say it.
1: No, I think I think where what he did originally for Match of the Day, their, their actual program was somewhat scripted in a way to be seen as objecting in an impartial manner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but he he'd put out a few a few tweets which has since been deleted about the human rights issues. It's not right, and it's not this, and it's not that. Well, then you should have taken a leave of absence at that point and gone. And <coughs> really sorry you'd have to f- find something to fill my shoes for that part of it mm. um but yeah i just i just think people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones very
0: wise words uh, my good friend very wise words um, yeah, so it's, I mean, I'll be interested to hear other people's thoughts on that. So if you do have an opinion on the whole Gary Lineker, did you watch, I say match of the day, did you watch the Premier League highlights as uh, as it flashed up on uh, on the TV? No intro music, nothing. Did you watch it? What did you think of it? Did you uh, uh, did you enjoy the format of it? Do you like the punditry uh, breaking down of each game? Or would you just rather watch the highlights? Kind of like you do on a Sky Sports, like soccer um, soccer app. Yeah. Um, yeah, but what what changes would you make?
1: I liked it, to be fair.
0: See, I I kind of mind you, I only really kind of enjoy watching it when we're uh, when we're winning, just to see how it's people like, are praising I us. But
1: always on blast, so it don't matter, does it? I've got to start <laughs> till one o'clock to be able to see it, and then I, I fall asleep and wake up to the intro to the the EFL. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch about Burton. <laughs>
0: uh... But yes, yeah. But let us know your comments in the uh, the comment section below. Right, we'll move uh, we'll move swiftly on because I think we could um, we could go down a whole political route, um, and this is not we're here for. Fuck politics. <laughs> we're here for <laughs> exactly. Now the ne- next thing I wanted to talk about is um, a kind of like I wouldn't say necessarily say a standing weekly of um, I've. Uh, agenda and what we talk about but one thing that does seem to crop up uh, even more so recently is VAR um now two two big incidents um I think over the over the course of the weekend um Casemiro being sent off for, for Manchester United and also Nick Pope not being sent off for, for Newcastle um we'll start off with the the Casemiro one um Sent off uh, in the game against Southampton. Um, Went in for a challenge, looked like two feet uh, off the floor, uh, out of control. His foot hit the the football as the ball was bouncing, went over the top of it and went in for a bit of a crunching tackle. Um, We we briefly spoke about this just before uh, coming off. I looked at the challenge and I thought it was a bit naughty. You had a slightly different opinion. What did you want to say? What your opinion was?
1: So, so my opinion is, it's a, it's a booking. Certainly, I, I I don't think that that is, and, and I think that's more for the intent of the challenge. Was his intent to go in and take the player? No, he, he tried to win the ball. His foot bounced over the top of it and, and got the player. So it, it's clumsy. It's nasty. Um, it, it's not very clever. You could say, um. But but was his intent to go in and wipe the player out? No, it wasn't. So so therefore, I don't think it is a red. Um, it's one of those things again. Comes down to subjectiveness, mm-hmm. which it can't. It that that's that's the fault in the system. It can't be subjective, um, and and it's always going to be because you have to look at the intent. Well, actually, I don't think they did look at the intent because otherwise, I don't think it would have been a red. Um, but it's it's one of those that the 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 guy who was on the VAR sent the ref over to have a look at it. The ref looked at it, and from the stills that you see, it looks like a nasty challenge. Mm-hmm. No problem there. Some of the angles, it looks like a nasty challenge. It's one of those that the, the the slower you watch it, the worse it looks as well. But my question is, the guy who was in charge of that game in at uh, uh, where uh, Stockley Park was in charge of the Chelsea game the week before where loads of really horrible challenges similar to that were going in against Chelsea players and not once did he send the ref over to have a look. So again, there's the inconsistency as to, well, he's been t- he's off- clearly been, uh, had a review on the Chelsea game and said, you need to send people over to be reviewed on that. But that doesn't help Chelsea, does it, for the potential injuries they could have got mm-hmm. in that game. Um, and it's just, I, I I just feel it's a bit strange because he's now got a four-game ban, apparently. Yep. Is that is that because he's had a red, he's only just come back from having a red card, or is that I don't I th- understand what where the four game ban comes from.
0: I th- I think it is because there was, but do you know I I find it really bizarre in the fact that um, he or, or he's received a four game four game ban for not appealing the. The red card i'm assuming if it went through the appeals process and if it got rejected then there's an increase in the ban of uh of games but i thought i thought he'd been back a, a couple of games because i know he was suspended for uh the game against us but even that was a couple of weeks ago
1: yeah i think he's been back for two two games maybe three mm. But it's it's just, it, I think it's strange if they had appealed it. I think he could have gone on. Well, my intent was to play the ball. You can see that by the fact that I won the ball. It's unfortunate that that this happened afterwards. Hmm. Um, but it's it's just it's one of those. Um, I'm just I'm strange. gonna flip it, that. It, you look you look you're like what?
0: you're looking into something there. I I I want to flip the question uh, slightly. Obviously, we've we've you've mentioned there about the intent now. we know having watched football for a number of years that freak accidents can happen some some challenges you can go into um and you can catch a player all wrong and we see broken ankles broken shins all all sorts what would have been your opinion just playing devil's advocate here had he broken that guy's leg Are you, are you still of the opinion that that would be... A few a... years ago...
1: Sorry. Uh, I was going to say, Cast Your Mind Back to Son a few years ago with... Uh, was it uh, Andre Gomez? Yep. Or the Everton guy? Yeah, it was. It was uh, Gomez. Um, he, he had a nasty challenge a week before, a week after, whatever. But I don't think Son's intent was to go in and break his leg. It, if, that was a sloppy challenge. It was more sloppy than what this one was. Um, I, I don't. I, I'm not condoning that it was. It, it was a good challenge in, in terms of the follow through. Um, it 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 was certainly a booking um, because it was sloppy. But mm-hmm. I I don't think it was to try and hurt the player at all. Um, and say so even if he had broken his leg, I still don't think that would have been his intention going into that challenge. Looking at where his leg placement was. Now there are some uh, the guy who. Kicked Kai Havertz in the stomach. I think the intent was to try and hurt the player there. Um, I believe um, the
0: phrase is "leaving one on him."
1: Yeah, but <laughs> th- there are there are challenges you look at and you go, "Well, that was in that was clearly the intent was to go and go right, let him know you're there, go and put one on him." I I don't think that was Casemiro's intent. Was oh, I'm going to go over the top of the ball here and try and try and hurt this geezer mm-hmm. i think it was I'm, I'm running full sprint because i'm old as fuck and I'm, I'm gonna try and win this ball uh and it was just this sloppy at the, at the end of it um at full pace it's just yeah one of those things okay well
0: again um there's gonna be a bit of a running theme here but um let us know your thoughts in the uh, in the comments below i'd, I'd imagine from a Manchester United fans' perspective, they're going to be outraged at the fact that um, he was sent off. They may have the same opinion as uh, as you could tell here, Um But I, I I would be interested to hear what people's thoughts are on that uh, situation. Um, now yeah, we come
1: Sorry. I do have a quick one for you. So, Casemiro mm-hmm. played over 500 games in across Europe. Uh, he's never had a red card. He's had two in... in Quite quick now, succession now, playing in the Premier League because of VAR. Does that not show that the intent is probably not there to be a horrible challenge? Or you it's... could
0: f- flip that on the other side again, uh, just playing VAR. Devils. Advocate.
1: I've had loads, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <But> yeah. <laughs> he, he is the first United player to receive two red cards in a single Premier League season. Who was the last in 13 14 Sorry, say that question again. So, Casemiro is the first Man United player to receive two red cards in a single Premier League season uh, since one player in the 13-14 season. Who was it? 13-14? Yep. I would argue one of the best defenders ever to have played in the Premier League.
0: Hmm. It's not gonna be real Ferdinand that's far too late for
1: Oh, it's easy he's he's partner in crime. Big Nervanya. Oh, Vidic. Vidic, yeah. But yeah, so I just I just feel like it's um
0: Yeah. Just come plays with Arsenal, mate. You'll get one week in, week out. <laughs> yeah. Not this season though. We've we've no. got a bit of a rub of the green this season. Um yes, so very very quickly moving on to the uh, the other case which i think um has caused a bit of a a debate <clears throat> from uh, from what i've seen nick pope um yeah. but, uh, i don't know where i stand with this one i i can kind of see it from from both um because i've i suppose if you look at it if, if you just look at the incident Yep. Um gets the ball taken off him and then kind of budges the guy off off the ball. Um yep. but do you not think it went down a little bit too easy?
1: Um in comparison to some of the players that have been going down recently, no. I think there was definite contact there. Nick Pope, you've got to remember Nick Pope is humongous. Yeah. He he, he doesn't look it, he's like nine foot seven. <laughs> And a third. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah. Humongous. Um and I, I, I think in all honesty, he got sent off I say we spoke about this briefly as well. He he got sent off before the Carabao Cup final. I think incorrectly. I think that should have been a yellow. That was instinctual again. Because he, he went oh, and, oh, and then realised. Um this one, I think, if you look at it, the intent was, oh, I've been done here. I need to try and stop him by any means possible and then realise what he was doing. I don't want to get sent off. Hmm. Um, but he didn't get a booking or anything for it, no. did he? walked oh, got free. And you think, it worked, at minimum, it has to be a booking. So I would have to say the guy was in through on goal. Had he not grabbed him, he would, have, he would have stayed up. He would have been through on goal, open goal. So it's the last man and it's a penalty. So it's got to be a red card he's intentionally brought him down denying a goal scoring opportunity he's the last man and the intent was bring him down there's there's no argument to be made that he can't stay he he should still be on that pitch
0: so from from this incident then from what I was um, what I was looking at earlier the I I think they're all of the opinion there should have been a penalty Mm -hmm. but what they're, they're saying or what the argument was is that the referees said no, looked at the linesman, the linesman's obviously said something <coughs> and VAR have then <clears throat> looked at it and said, <coughs> well, there's no clear and obvious error. Where do we start drawing the line on what is clear and what is obvious? Because I, but yeah, I suppose it goes goes back to what we were saying earlier about the the subjective decisions mm. etc and it, it's it's starting to really grate on me this this whole notion of what is subjective yeah. um because by by it being subjective there's obviously ambiguity around the rules and if there's ambiguity around the rules you can have different interpretations of what those rules are We've seen it already this season with the the wonderful saves that West Ham have made over the last couple of weeks. And um, I I think another incident uh, as as well at the weekend. But um, I I don't understand why they can't just make hard and fast rules.
1: I think it's one of those, what they're looking at there, it it did get blown as a foul, I think. Am I correcting that or did it not? I can't remember. So so at that point, it has to be a clear and obvious error because it is a foul. There's there's no doubt in that. Um, what what should then be look I know sometimes they bring in, for some games, I don't know why they don't do it for all of them, they bring in this double jeopardy, you can't be sent off and get a penalty, mm-hmm. which I know of bollocks. You've committed a foul, it's a red card offence. If that means you get a penalty against you as well, so be it. Um, but yeah, I just... I... I I don't know. I, I really feel like it's going to end up being scrapped next, by, the, by the start of next season. I think people are going to lose so much interest in it. They're going to go, Joe, what? We don't want this no more. It's, what it's, already vast, are? Yeah, it's already a vast opinion. They've brought in someone else to, to do it. Um, they've had to sack someone. They've had the biggest problem, mate, like biggest week of, of controversies. They had one good week and now it's gone back to how it was before clearly it's not working
0: didn't i say that to you a couple of weeks ago that they were going to be so hard and fast on it for a week or so and then it'll um um, all the it'll go back to its usual bullshit self
1: it's it's one of those that that surely at some point someone has to review it and say this isn't working Mm -hmm. why it's not working so we need to either take it out and re-look at it from scratch or or review it internally to then try and bring it back but we need to get rid of it to fix it you can't fix it on the fly and on the mm. go it doesn't work you've got to you've got to come out review it change it and then try and reintroduce it again
0: where, where do we go with this this whole var thing i know we've we've spoken about it and again i'm going to throw this question out there to uh, to the people listening where do we go with var do we do we completely rewrite the rule book um, in terms of when var can intervene with it um because I think we we spoken about it last uh in the last few weeks or so that that var has to be triggered by the referee or the other way around um it's it's var can't be triggered by the referee it has to trigger the referee or something like that do, do we just say now that If there's an off-the-ball incident and it's picked up by VAR or whatever and the linesmen have missed it, the referee have missed it, we then can go back into that. If there's um, any sort of impedance on the goalkeeper or people being brought down in the box with shirt grabbing and stuff like that, again, which the referee has seen it, do we then start
1: penalising all those people for, for causing those fouls or... Theoretically, yes, a VAR should very easily be able to see that, as you can on a TV screen, and go, number 10's just pulled in, pulled his shirt, pulled him down. That's that's a that's a penalty. That's a really quick decision that should be done. You'd only have to do it for, for two or three weeks consistently, it's, and people are just going to stop doing it. That's the bit that I don't get. I mean, there was a, a video clip of an Aussie ref uh, a number of years ago when... I don't know if it was when VAR was first, but we, I don't know what league it was in. It wasn't in England. It was the A-League. Uh, it was the A-League. I yeah. wasn't sure if it was where he's, you Mic can up. hear what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, and he, and uh, you can hear what the VAR is saying back to him. And he's saying, oh, I'm, I'm coming over to Monet, I want to look at this, this and this, show me these things uh, because I'm not sure on it. And the VA goes, okay, I've got this, I've got this from this angle. I've got it again from this one and this one. Um, here it is. Do you want to see anything else? Didn't give an opinion as to what should happen. Here's what you've asked to see. And yet, go and have a look at it. You're the on field ref, you're making all decisions. That is just literally, it's like the fourth official going, here's a video replay. I'm not going to give you any, anything else. Here's a video replay that you've asked to see because you've seen that incident. I think that's a book, that's definitely a foul. I need to now go and have a look to see actually, is it a booking or is it a red card? make that decision, that's how I think it should work, I don't know why it doesn't um, but again, that's, that's the Premier League saying we can do it better than everybody else that has it working in their countries rather than going right, okay, can some of your top guys come over, train us on how you use it, on what you do on how it works, so automatically it works with us, alright you have a little bit of fine tuning for the speed of the Premier League sorry, pardon me but the other bit that gets me with it is the offside bit. Look at the Champions League. They go to a 3D render of a the two players on the pitch from, from a 3D mapping thing. Bom, instantly it's there. With a line drawing across it, it's either offside or it's not. Why can't we have that in the Premier League? And the only thing it comes back to, and I know I keep banging on about it, is match fixing. Mm-hmm. The only reason they won't change it is because it's too easy to fix. And there's too much money in it. And it's just, you think if, if all the decisions had gone against Liverpool, Manchester United or Manchester City last year, we'd have had probably the lowest total of, of points to win a, a Premier League title. Hmm. But they don't want that. They want something exciting. They want a product. They want to make it marketable. Look at this fantastic, how well these teams are doing. We can market that across the globe. Well, they are with a little bit of help and it's just, it, it, it frustrates me, the fact that it's like, well, it's sort of a taboo subject. You're not allowed to say that. You can't talk about that. That that won't happen. But why won't they be transparent with it then? Hmm. Why won't they change it to how everyone else in the world works? No. You I... can have it. You, you ha- we had it at the World Cup. It worked better at the World Cup where people spoke 57 different languages than it does in the Premier League where everyone speaks the same language. I just, I don't get it. No, I'm
0: I'm completely with you on that one. And it's something that we, I think we spoke about um, kind of at the start of each season where we've looked at some of the rule changes that were being brought around and some of the changes to to VAR um, that were coming in. And we've said it time and time again, you can look at any other sports. You've got VAR or some form of vr in ice hockey in american football in rugby in cricket in tennis to an extent you've got that bloody um <clears throat> third eye or bird's eye view or whatever it is um yeah. and they can call um they can call uh what's the word faults and stuff from yeah. a ball traveling at 130 miles an hour yet we can't like, yeah and we can't we can't draw an off side off correctly yeah, or you can't, you don't understand what phase of play is in for there to be an offside decision. I'm still not bitter about that Brentford decision, um, a few weeks ago. Definitely not. I'm definitely well over it. Um, but do you know what I mean? I, 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 when the first time you mentioned this whole conspiracy thing, um, I, I, I've said it before and I'll say it openly again. I, d- I did kind of like snigger to myself, going, "What the hell is he on about?" But the more and more and more I see it, the more it makes sense to me. And it, it does it doesn't make sense as just to reiterate your point as to why there is no transparency around it, why we can't hear those conversations that are going on between the, the video assistant referee and and the actual on-field referee.
1: What what is what is more marketable? A product which you can control to some extent as it how it finishes up at the end of the day, you can't guarantee but you can heavily weight it. Or one you've got no control over, where you could see Southampton beating up beating you. And then you could see it all swapping round, and all the little teams finishing above the big teams who mm. paying more money to the Premier League because of different bits and pieces, more tax, more, more this, more that. It just it doesn't make sense unless it's fixed. I just some of the decisions we go how how have they got that wrong? Unless it's fixed. Yep. And if you go into it with the mindset of actually, this there is not necessarily all the time. There are certain things about this that are fixed. Then When you, when the decision comes out and you go, how? Everyone called handball in the stadium. From right, right in the rafters to, to pitch side. Everyone called handball. Yet VAR have looked at it. No, it's not handball. They've shown a replay on TV. You go, but that's handball. And the commentator's going, but that's handball. The, the ref goes over to look at it on it and goes, no, no, that's fine. How how can everybody else see it apart from those officials? Or either they're completely luddited and shouldn't be in the job, and they shouldn't be on the pitch, or there's some form of fixing around it.
0: Well, let us know your thoughts on that in the comment section below. Um, I'm, like I said when the f- the first time you you mentioned that, I I thought it was a bit outlandish, but, uh, but like I said, it, this season I, it's become more and more clear, and I'm not sure if it's just because of the position that. Arsenal are in um, and looking oh, at the teams oh, around us, be. but sorry.
1: You're at the top, so it must be fixed. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Should have been clearer, mate. It should have been clearer. Fucking VAR. Um Right. Just very quickly talking about the um, coming into the to the running. Um, we have got, uh, what, 11 games to go on the on the. The majority is a few uh, few exceptions to, to teams around us, but on the most part, 11 games to go to the end of the season. Um, Arsenal still sitting top, five points clear. We've still got a few difficult fixtures. Uh, we've got the likes of Liverpool and Manchester City still to play. Um, 3-0 winners at the weekend against uh, Fulham. And I've got to be honest, I was a bit umming and iron about that fi- particular fixture with uh, how well Fulham are doing this season. Um, when when do you think is acceptable for for Arsenal fans to start believing that this is their year?
1: Um, August last year.
0: <laughs> August, okay. On on what basis? Well,
1: oh, oh, the basis you've always got to have a little bit of hope, in not you? <laughs> um, <laughs> No, in fairness, the, the way you're playing, it, it, you're you're more resolute. You can see the growth over over time. You, I know you, at the beginning of the season you were like top four. If we're in the top four. That's a vast improvement. I'm happy with that. Um, I, I think with uh, it's strange. Newcastle, I thought was going to come back with a bit of a sting from the World Cup, having had a lot of players not go, and mm-hmm. uh, they they lackluster. Going forward, recently, um, Tottenham Conte's come back and they've lost again. Um, it's it's it doesn't fill you with confidence. He's out of contract in the summer. The players are going to be down in tools. Harry Kane might be leaving. There's a lot of question marks around that. United, fantastic until they till Casemiro's not playing and then he's a little bit ropey. They they've sort of fallen off, having been the informed team. Um, recently, and Manchester City are not quite the monster they once were, with a lot of clouds around financial stuff. I think now is is about the time for you to go. We can bring this home. You're five points clear um, of Manchester City. You've got to play them again.
0: Yep. At the end. When, when is that? Uh, beginning of April, I believe. So, uh,
1: we've got we've got what one more game now, and then we've got a week's break, and then
0: oh no, sorry, end first, of
1: April, end of April. So by that point, if you're if you're still five points clear, even if you lose that game, I think it's time to start getting excited. Um, I think if you go there and win, it's almost done and dusted, because that will then put you. What, nine points clear, almost? Eight. Depending on other results yeah, around, yeah. around that time. Your goal difference is, is up there with them as well. Uh, and they look more shaky than you do. All right, you've conceded a few recently. Um But I, I think with Jesus coming back as well, that's going to give a little bit of a boost. Um And I, I think, yeah... I, I think you could be excited that it's, it's more than likely not I I would say at this point it's probably 70/30 that you're going to win it. Okay. So yeah, I been... I
0: I asked I asked uh, a good friend um this this earlier and um his comments back to me he said you watch we'll end up losing it by a point and that game against Brentford where they <laughs> they forgot to draw the lines that'll be the uh, the deciding factor. Um, obviously, there's still quite a long way to go, and um, I think the jury's still out on on people's opinions of whether Arsenal are going to win the league. I'm I'm still kind of sitting on the fence a little bit, and I I still stand by my my decision that if I I will remain slightly negative towards the whole situation until it yep. becomes mathematically impossible that we can't be caught, then I will obviously start believing. Um, or I'll, I'll know because we'll be champions at that particular point. Um, yeah. I think what will be heartbreaking and um, would be to, for it to come down to the last day of the season, I would like, I would like us if we, if we are going to go on and win it this year, I would like it to be wrapped up before the end of the season. Um, but again, I know we've, we've still got 11 games to go. A lot can happen, um, between, between now and then. So I'm, I'm, yeah i'm i'm still gonna be a little bit reserved on the uh, on the whole situation but i mean looking looking at the the bottom of the table i think this is where it be get or where it gets even more interesting because we've got southampton currently sitting on 22 points and even up to 12th oh, yeah um on uh, which is currently crystal palace sitting on 27 points there's still a lot to play for over the next few yeah. weeks um, some some teams down there with with games in hand over over other teams, but um, what, wh- where are you? Where are you kind of sitting? I think I think I think next week we need to have a look at our table that we did right at the start of the season, um, and just draw the comparisons to where <laughs> where where we t- sit, see teams fit. But I mean, what do you think is going to happen over the next few weeks?
1: Nice. <sighs> Now, from a West Ham fan point of view, clearly I want us to stay up. Uh, the board have sort of said, well, we've got no plans of sacking Moyes. There's been rumours that Mourinho's going to take over and he's he's put out an old cross, crossed arms on his Instagram. Now, people are like, oh, he's definitely coming. No, that's just Mourinho fucking about, isn't it? Going, oh, there's all these rumours. Do you know what would be funny? Cause <laughs> cool chaos um now a number of weeks ago do you remember i said about i would like michael carrick yep since i said that it, it's been growing and growing and growing now i don't want to say i was the first person to say that but i'm pretty sure i was one of the first to put that out there on online to say michael a man to take over that's now big headlines that that if if, if we get rid of more he's, he's gonna take over um but I, I'm almost the opposite. You know, like you're you're saying you don't want to believe you're going to win it until mathematically you've won it. I'm a firm believer we're getting relegated until we don't. Um, it's, <laughs> and I know that sounds strange, but when you look at our performances, Smacker's not playing, apparently he's not um, impressing the staff in training. Well, you've given him no reason to try because you just refuse to play him. Um, the, the tactics are negative. Declan Rice head has been turned. He he wants to leave. Um but when you look at the the performances of the people around us, Southampton drew 0-0 with United. Three weeks ago you say Southampton United, no, that's a drumming. Easy. Mm. Leeds are winning points. Not every week, but they 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 won a couple of weeks ago. They've drawn recently. Bournemouth are winning points. They're fighting. They're not Against you and other than a ninety-sixth minute winner, they were getting a point. Do right. you know what I mean? Against the people who've only been beaten three times this year. Leicester are, are the other ones who are have dropped off a cliff over the last four or five weeks. Yep. Um Everton are winning points and playing. Nottingham Forest are winning points. It may only be one point, it may only be draws. Wolves are winning points. Palace are not in form, but but still have got a few draws. West Ham are the only people who just the performance isn't there now i've I've been watching a lot recently of um like the tunnel cams and stuff mm-hmm. when you look at ours, it, it it frustrates me. everybody's really friendly with everybody the other teams the officials before the game during the game after the game. everyone wants to be each other's mates. I oh, having a laugh and a joke coming off the pitch. You've just fucking, you've gone in 1-0 down. You're, you're having a laugh at the opposition. I just, it frustrates me. You're there, you're being paid to win. Your attitude needs to be, we need to go out here and win. It's not like we're coasting at the top of the league and we're, we're winning games easily. We're struggling. Where's that little bit of grit, that little bit of niceness to go, we're going to go out and we're going to cause the yep. opposition to lose this game? It's just not there. When you look at the attitude for some of the other teams, yes, it is a lot friendlier than it used to be. But when you think back to the Arsenal's, the Manchester United's of, of the 90s and the early 2000s, they weren't mates with each other and laughing around and jumping on each other. Oh, that was fun, wasn't it? We're here to, we're here to, play for, well, to go to war Yep. and we're going to walk off winners. And they did. They, they dominated and won everything. If we had that mentality, I don't think we'd be where we are now. But we're just, I think we're too nice as a team. As a group of lads, we're too nice. And it's, David Moyes is a bit clueless to go, don't do that. We're here to play. You go and smash them 6-0, yeah, go and, go and jump all over them. Not a problem. But actually, we're losing, we're drawing. Don't be like
0: that. Yeah.
1: Show a bit of fight.
0: I, th- I I genuinely think we should do that next week we should look at the the table that we predicted um mm. and maybe even do like a cheeky live episode or something or when, when the international breaks on maybe do like a a cheeky yeah. live episode and uh, just if you want to come along and ask us some questions or get involved in some of the chat then then jump along but um, I would be interested to see because I knew we said that Liverpool would fall off a cliff this year and I think a few people looked at us and, and kind of laughed and obviously we're now looking at them um, staring down the barrel, sixth place. Um, you've got Brighton we who are three points behind them but got two games in hand over them. Um, and Brighton have been no no mugs this year. Uh, obviously with, the, with Graham Potter leaving... Um, so, change of management, and they're, they're doing all right. Fulham, another team that have been doing okay this season, they pulled out some some surprise results. So, um, yeah, I think the...
1: Um, look can, in- I, can I say just about Fulham? At the beginning of the season, I did say Fulham will be really good until they're not. Yeah. And the not has just just started last week, and and they're now going to drop off a cliff. That's my prediction.
0: Okay. Well, um, well they've got... Quite- the fa cup this week haven't they i'll lose yeah we we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll certainly see we'll certainly see um but yes i'm just again very nicely leading into uh, a nice segue into uh, the next feature obviously we do our weekly uh, predictions we've got the the fifa day trophy predictions trophy which is uh, currently sitting behind ian at the moment uh, the current champion um i again i don't think this is going to be well, still, still a lot to play for. Still, eleven games to go. There's, there's only um, a, a number of points between us. But um, yes, each week we make predictions. You get three points for a correct score. <laughs> Look at
1: that! I am
0: champion. does that mean I get the crown as well this year? I got to buy me own crown.
1: You might have to buy your own. All oh, right, okay, fair it.
0: enough. Um, yes,
1: yeah, so- I can't even remember. <laughs>
0: Um, so yeah, you get three points for a correct score, uh, one point for a correct result, and we predicted two games this week, um, or last week, it's normally the, the West Ham-Arsenal uh, fixtures with uh, the occasional bonus fixture going in there, but uh, West Ham versus Aston Villa was the um, the game that we predicted, um, you had 2-0 to Aston Villa, I had 1-1, one, one. Uh, the score was 1-1, one, one, so it's uh, three points to me, zero points to you. Yep. Um, And then the other game was Fulham versus Arsenal. Um, You had 2-1 to Arsenal. I had 3-1 to Arsenal. Score was 3-0, so that's a point each. So, uh, total scores for this week. Four points to me, one point to you. Which brings our totals to the season. Ian, you are currently on 41 points and I am on 53 um Aww. so there is a 12 going a, on? there's a currently a 12 point gap as it stands at the moment but Ian, we've just mentioned there's still 11 games of the season to go a lot can change we could um oh i could absolutely fall off the cliff over the next couple of weeks um but i would like to see myself as a bit of an arsenal this year and that was arsenal not asshole for anyone that just <laughs> wanted to double check yeah, um, every other year. <laughs> yeah exactly um but yeah we've got a couple of games to uh to predict this week um Arsenal versus Crystal Palace on the s- Saturday, I believe, or Sunday. Um and then um West Ham aren't currently playing this uh this weekend, no. are they? Because of the, yeah. the FA Cup we're supposed to be playing Manchester yep. City. Um but that's that's not happening. Um so uh...
1: well, we got a game on Thursday against Lacana, Lank- the, the Cypriot team, but uh yeah. We're already turning oh. up now. Do you want to do you want to throw that in as
0: a as a prediction or
1: Yeah, go on. Why not? Yeah. Okay. First is... I just I'll just, I try to do me mustache now I look like the guy the, the Burger King guy. What does you mean the
0: KFC guy?
1: No, but the the king from Burger King he's got a totally mustache as well. I
0: don't think I've ever seen the Burger King king.
1: Have you not? I'll no. find a picture.
0: All right. Um, so, yes, we'll, we'll talk about the, um, the Arsenal game very quickly. Obviously, my team. Um, so, the game is on Sunday, sorry, 2 o'clock um, at home to Crystal Palace. Um, as you mentioned, uh, Crystal Palace have kind of fallen off a cliff um, this this season oh uh, yes 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 i do know the burger king king how very stupid of me yes <laughs> it's actually a spot on mate he kind of like there's an air of justin hawkins about you as well
1: Especially if we're going to bergen go i'm the king in here <laughs> Nil, no, they'll go no get out
0: <laughs> no it's because you need the robe if you're going with the robe, mate absolutely spot on
1: maybe that's a video <laughs>
0: Video idea, go for it. Yeah. Um, so yes, sorry, Arsenal versus Crystal Palace. We've um, on an impressive run again. Uh, I think it's five games on the bounce now that we've won. Um, Mikhail Arteta has uh, just achieved his hundredth victory since he took over as Arsenal manager. Um, and again, it's another massive game for us. And I, my friend put it earlier that we've got 11 cup finals now to play, um, in order to uh, to secure the title. I think this may be a bit of a challenge for us. Um, Obviously, with Manchester City not playing in the Premier League this week, um, it does open up uh, the possibility of going eight points clear before the next time that Manchester City play in the league. So the pressure is still on us. We still need to maintain that that gap. You mentioned earlier about uh, Gabriel Jesus uh, coming back from injury, picking up some minutes. Um, But he's going to have a fight on his hand for um, for. For playing time, obviously Leandro trossard is coming. It's been an absolutely super signing for us. Uh, we've got three three players above ten goals already this season. Everyone seems to be chipping in with the goals. Um, it's it seems to be clicking for us massively uh, this season as it stands at the moment. I I would predict pr- probably the same starting eleven. Um, we've got the Europa game uh, against Sporting. Um, uh, in midweek and i think there's going to be a, a heavily rotated team for that one and again i wouldn't be f- i wouldn't be disappointed if we got knocked out of that competition just to focus the um the time that we've got left in the season to secure the the league so um i am going to go for the home advantage the fans are behind us we're playing some unbelievable football i think i'm going to go for I'm going to go for 4-2 on this one because, yeah, I think there's it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, but again, wouldn't be disappointed with a 1-0 Arsenal.
1: I See, I'm slightly different. I think the the midweek game will pay something to this game. Um, and the same, as you said, Manchester City not playing, so there's not that sort of immediate impact of they're going to catch us. What I do think will happen, though, is I think you may go down to an early goal because you've been conceding a few recently. I'm going three-one. To? To Arsenal. Okay. I don't think I don't I don't think Palace are that concise at the minute to be able to score a few, but I think they'll definitely get one.
0: But don't forget obviously the um patrick vieira when he first took over from um from us he nearly nearly pulled it off and we had to salvage a draw right at the end
1: of that one so oh yeah but i, I just i just think that, that 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 you've grown a lot since then and they're, they're they're struggling at the minute okay um
0: so yeah we'll we'll next go on to the the west ham game um you are away to ak lanaka yep um so we
1: the first english team to go away to theirs and play essentially uh, in Cyprus uh, the, the this this fixture is at the london stadium still 30,000 tickets available even though they've dropped the price um which is quite funny um we had here's the thing we won 2-0 on the away leg mikel Antonio pulled out some unbelievable goals um but I would say, for a lot of it, we were outclassed. Uh, They actually had more shots than us in total, and more shots on target than us in total, Um, which says a lot for a team that play in front of about 4,000 fans a week. Um, The the London Stadium, obviously, is a bigger pitch. There will be a lot of noise there, regardless of how many tickets are still yet to be sold. But I... (sighs) we struggled against blackburn there we've struggled we've struggled a few times against teams we should just smoke i am going to go see here's the thing if we go behind then then the crowd's going to turn it's going to get a little bit tasty i'm going to go we're going to win that 3-1 3-1
0: Okay, I am going to go for a nice, nice plain and simple. I'm going to go for 2-0 to West Ham on that one. I think a repeat of the uh, the first fixture. Um, or the away leg, sorry. And uh, yeah, I think fairly comfortable. Um, so uh, let's not forget, obviously, West Ham are, are getting to the latter stages of this competition. It could be a, a trophy that you could win. Um, I well, know you've you've got, you've had some questionable performances in cup matches and also the league, but this is still a, a competition.
1: You could walk away with silverware at the end of the season. We we should walk away with silverware considering the teams that are in it. It's it's one of those that do you win it but go down to the championship. Do you know what I mean? It's do you win it at a bequest of staying in the Premier League? I don't think so. It would be mm. nice to because we need some stuff. But but again it, it's papering over the cracks of what's going on in the Premier League. Last year, it was like, oh, yeah, we're doing really well in Europe, and that's why the, the performances have dropped off a little bit. This year, we've been shit, and we're playing in a worse competition, going, oh, yeah, but we're, we're unbeaten. Yeah, we should be. We're playing against teams that, that are League One level of competition. We shouldn't be, all right, we've had one or two games that have, have been a better opposition but we should be undefeated in this competition. It's just, it's laughable that people go, no, it's a real achievement. No, that's what, that's the minimum expectation.
0: Okay. So that brings us on to the last game that we're going to, um, going to predict. We've got Brighton versus Grimsby in the
1: FA Cup. Do you want to, do you want to take this one? Yeah. So Grimsby are the lowest seeded team still in the FA Cup. Um, and we all know I love an underdog. That's why I'm a West Ham fan. I think, um, they're playing Brighton who are high and mighty at the moment and you'd have to say you can't see Grimsby going to the Amex and winning but oh, what a story it would be. 1-0 to Grimsby for me.
0: Okay. I am going to go... I do think Grimsby will score again because of the the fairy tale um, underdog story and I think they'll go 1-0 up um, but I think when you look at the... I suppose it really depends on what sort of squad that Brighton are going to be in for this competition. Obviously, we mentioned earlier, it's the, the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Possibility of silverware at the end mm-hmm. of it. Um, are they going to play a full strength squad or are they going to go for a rotated squad and just try and finish in the uh, the European places in the Premier League? Who knows? Um, but I do think when you look at the, the quality of um, teams... Looking, I think purely on fitness levels, I think it's going to be a key factor for for Grimsby fan uh, for the, for Grimsby. I am um, going to go for a two two one to to Brighton on this one, um, just purely on the basis that I think they will struggle. Grimsby will struggle for to to maintain the pace, the Premier League pace for the whole ninety minutes. Obviously, depending think- on when. Um, sorry, cool.
1: I was going to say, don't get me wrong. I do think Brighton will probably win like five nil, but you've got to go with it. I've, I've got to go with the underdog. Yeah, I can't why not? see more than one, and, and I'm already behind. So what's, what's more points behind? Don't matter, does it? <laughs> yeah, go.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. So um, yes, those are our predictions. Let us know what your predictions are in the uh, in the comments below. Um, Ian, I've I've mentioned everything that I've wanted to say in um
1: in this. Have you got anything else you want to add? Um, tune in next week for me to gloat about. My prediction that Liverpool will drop off after beating Manchester United seven 0
0: There we go. So you heard it. You heard it here first a couple of weeks ago. If you uh, if you want to go check out some of our other videos, just just have a mosey on through. We're here every week. Um, have a listen. Uh, Have you you made some predictions that you've uh, wanted to to check to see what what our predictions were at that particular time? Do we talk absolute bollocks? Quite possibly. But at the same time, I think sometimes we do make some sense. So, um, yes, if you haven't already, please hit that like and subscribe button. Thank you very much for sticking with us till the end of the program. Until next week, I've been Mike. I've been here. And we'll see you next week. Take care.